listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Welcome to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. I am your friendly neighborhood sexologist, Jess O'Reilly. This episode is brought to you by Desire Resorts, a clothing optional couples only paradise with several locations down on the Mayan Riviera. I will be there several times over the course of the next 12 months, so check out the event calendar and be sure to follow them at Desire Resorts. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Sexperts D.H. Black and Lady V. This dynamic duo are the founders of DV Passion Love Experience. Yeah, 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 and you hey, travel, everyone. you travel the country. Yes, we've been traveling. We, oh God, we've been to Colorado. Colorado. Um, we've been to Colorado. We've been to Chicago, Chicago Miami, Miami, New Orleans. Orleans. <laughs> we've been all over, and we're actually coming out to New Jersey and New York before the end of the year, and Charlotte before yeah, and the Charlotte. end of the year. You just added Charlotte. Yeah. This week. And you're coming to Toronto soon, and you teach a range yes. of workshops. So I was looking at your repertoire. <laughs> uh, you teach face sitting. Yes, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. <laughs> this one needs to learn about that. Well, we, we love talking about it because, one, we feel that face sitting is a way of intimacy. And with our different positions, we're originally from New York, so we and we live down south. So we we named our positions after our background. So like we have an up north position, we have a down south position, and you can only what imagine what down south does. And my favorite one is the queening position. Yes. So um, <laughs> yeah, the queening position is I think everybody's favorite. So it's more of a dominating position. But um, face sitting for us guys, I love it because I'm a visual person and I like ass in my face, so <laughs> it's more. And I like the the sense and the, everything behind it, so mm, it's you, great. <laughs> she's like, oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm so excited by this because Happy you know, faces. <laughs> as a sexuality you know professional, mm-hmm. we know about many things, but we don't know about everything, and I do not know about face sitting mm-hmm. i'm not saying i've never sat on a face <laughs> but that's like saying you know you've given a blow job and then you can mm-hmm. know yeah. everything about it so mm-hmm. i need to learn so let's let's start from the get-go is it that simple is it sitting on a face no it's that not simple. that simple no. um i think the first question that we always get everywhere we go is I don't want to do it because I'm scared I'm going to kill him. How can I not kill him? I don't want to kill my husband. That's what we get. And so um, we show you different techniques and different positions as far as you don't want you want to make sure the nose is always open because you want to be able you don't want to cover the nose and the mouth because then we have a situation Um, and we don't want we don't want to you know have you explain to his mom how you killed him (laughs) by sitting on his face so so we teach like different ways and Verbally, just verbally communicate, well, non-verbally communicate with hand gestures and everything else. And we have a, we just tap the ass. Whereas, 
Yeah. That's our slogan. If you can't breathe, just tap that ass. And that's our slogan in our class. We have everybody say tap that ass because if your mouth is full, how are you going to communicate and say I can't breathe? So that's your safe signal. But yes. what if you like having your ass tapped? Oh, then do you have to figure out another somebody, safe signal? <laughs> actually, somebody uh, asked that in the class. They said, how do you distinguish between a, you know, a, a tap, tap, and a tap for help? So I think you, can, <laughs> you know the fever you know if somebody's tapping like for help but it's yeah like, ah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's more of a helping tap like please help get up okay so you might come up with a, a code so you you started with safety and i like yeah. this yeah. so the first rule is don't sit on the nose yeah don't sit, don't on, sit the on the nose no actually the first rule is to actually trust your mate okay it's a trusting factor we have to be able to trust you for me to sit on you know, he has to be able to trust me for me to sit on his face and he's like relinquishing everything to me you know so you have to be able to trust your mate and that's one thing we tell everyone look at your mate build that intimacy up before you go right into the act you know look at your mate and say I trust you you know I I trust you you trust me and build that connection first then go into the act so make sure that nose is open okay so you don't sit on the nose so it's, i mean there's not a lot of space yeah it's, not. it's it's not a lot of space but you can maneuver somehow some way it's um if the woman is sitting on your face you can kind of lift up you know the dif the difference between if you're having a pillow behind your head you can tilt your head in a way that it's not going to suffocate you okay or if you like can go all kinds of ways. It right. twists, it turns, it lifts up. So because you're not Batman. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So if you if you can't get to the clit, you just go a little bit further in. You know, it's like so we build those different techniques. So like up north, you're right there in front, and which is just a reverse cowgirl. Yeah. Reverse cowgirl. Something very easy. She's looking up like that. I'm thinking about it. Okay, so. Reverse cowgirl on the face. So, okay. She's, so his face, hold that right there. So his face is right here, and she's sitting down. So the nose is in between your thighs so he can breathe. Oh. His mouth is on your vagina so he can eat, so you can feed him. Okay, so you're, you're, he's lying on his back, and you're sitting on his face, facing his feet. Yeah, no, okay. facing his face. Oh, facing his front. face. Yeah. Okay. You're in, up north, so you're facing towards north. Okay. And so is that a Canadian position? <laughs> it's more of a New York. Ah, oh, New York being the <laughs> center of the world from Brooklyn, again. But yeah, we're from Brooklyn, you know, but it's okay. We do it so it's like a up north, and you go straight forward, and his face is so it's a it builds that intimacy with the eye connection. You can see visually down into him, and he can see up into you. So or vice, you know, however you're made is you know and then um you're he's able to breathe so he's able to caress your body as you're on top of his face so it's and he's able to you know tap that ass just in case he can't breathe right and so with that tap would you do like would you maybe come up with something like three short taps yeah or, or two quick taps or something maybe about three or four taps i had one guy in um chicago was tapping like tap 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 you're like, I like that. that so, so you do have to be really clear about your safe yes. signal if yes. you can't breathe. So you can figure that out among yourselves. You're, yes. you're smart people. Just like safe words. Right. You, you figure out safe words. You don't want to just say pineapple because everybody knows what pineapple means. <laughs> so you want to say safe words that, you know, you and your only you and your mate can connect on. Mine is popcorn. Yeah. Oh, yours is popcorn? Yeah, popcorn. Oh. 
Concert choir. Concert choir. Concert choir. Hola, Jesus. It was crazy. I used to sing in a choir back in the day, and um, so no one knew what that meant. So we would say it, and we're like, we're like everybody's like, oh, you used to sing in a choir? And I'm like, yeah, I used to sing in a choir, but we knew what it meant when I said it. We go out on a date with a couple, and if, we, and if we were interested, it'd be like, concert choir? Concert choir. <laughs> <laughs> You've developed your own, your own communication. Exactly. Okay, so what is the appeal of face-sitting for you when you're on top? Well, for me, it's more so I'm in a dominating position. And I'm very dominant myself. I, I, I No. Yes. <laughs> yes. But um, I'm very dominant myself, so I like to be in somewhat control a little bit. And he always the dominant one in the bedroom, which is surprising. People okay. think it's first, you know, vice versa. No, he's dominant in the bedroom. Well, I want to I <laughs> say something there. I think people assume that your personalities outside of the bedroom are also your personalities inside the bedroom, and the opposite oh, can no, no, often no. be true. Total opposite. Yeah. I think... I'm, <laughs> I'm more... The more dominating one, and she's submissive, and but this position, it makes me submissive to her, whereas I like the the whole the smothering aspect of it i like the uh fixation of it so i love it so <laughs> usually a lot of guys love that part because i think it's something about that control that she's able to control this particular part of her body and and, and the smothering piece yeah. i think of like a weighted blanket or being wrapped up and and mm -hmm. in some ways yes you you may be more submissive mm -hmm. but i think there's a element of safety in that submission yeah. it is. It, and, and you feel you don't feel as threatened you know it's like okay wait I can really connect with this person that's on, on top of me maybe it's your wife maybe it's your girlfriend and just a queen because a lady is always a queen at all times so she always need a throne so his face <laughs> is that throne or her face is that throne so she needs to sit on a throne your, <laughs> your face is a diamond yes, encrusted throne yes, it's a throne and can people of all genders i would think could yes. face it anyone can that's why we do it because you know in a society they try to separate us and separate people and i don't like that so this is for everybody you caucasian you chinese anybody any Male, female, bisexual, trans, anyone can sit on anyone's face. We had, uh, <laughs> um, recently in one of our classes, it was two women sat yeah. on. Yeah, it was our first. I was like, yeah, hey, cool. It was our first <laughs> when two ladies actually volunteered to be the sitter in a city. Yeah. Hang on, in your workshops, do they actually sit on their face? Yes. Are they wearing clothes or are they? Yes, they're clothes. Okay. And we, because um, we want to make sure we say, you know, safety is important. So the clothes is because we can't, you know, people are visual. They want to actually see it. It's different from us talking about it. For sure. And then we'll bring up people that's in the audience that maybe don't even want to do it. And they'll be like, ah, you know what? Forget it. I'll come up. Right. They wouldn't do it in real life, but yeah. they'll do it on a stage. Exactly. That's sort of like me and sucking on a, no, Jennifer, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was good. Like the couple from yes, from the other day. Um, he didn't. He wanted to do it, but she was like, "Ah!" And I said, "Come on, come on! You know you want to sit on his face." And she was like, "All right, come on!" And when she got in the position, she was like, "Ooh, oh, this, is easy. this is easy!" I said, "See, 
Because <laughs> being on top is a lot of work, but face sitting, it doesn't sound like too much work being no, on top. That's maybe a being on top I could get on board with. And, and <laughs> we and we show you exactly how to place your feet and how to where to put your knees at. We where to position your body so it's more comfortable for you. Because we even have people that are over fifty five that have arthritis and you know and um, sciatica, but they want to do it. So we had to, because I deal with sciatica myself. I was like, oh. Let me help you. And so I give them different ways for them to sit so it's comfortable for them and it's comfortable for their mate. And we also suggest if they know they have bad knees or something like that, um, get a pillow. pillow. Right. Old school. Right. Get a pillow. Sometimes it's just common sense in the bedroom, but we've made sex into such an issue that people think that there has to be like an expert formula. Mm -hmm. Because people will say, well, what do I do if my back hurts in this position? I'm like, well, what position does it not hurt in? Right? Like, I don't know exactly because every back injury is going to be different. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, so if I'm sitting on your face, Mm -hmm. am I on my knees? Am I on my feet? You can go in froggy position or you can go on your knees. For slimmer females, they like the froggy position because it arches your back really nice and putting that booty in front of his face like that with that arch is amazing okay okay but us thicker females like the um the knee where we're kneading down and and in, we're in knee gear so we're able to lift up when we need to so we have more muscles that's going to push our body up and then we have a way that we can go down so it's more it Ooh. helps us a lot more it's more comfortable okay so it's really what works for you yeah. yes. you could put your hands in front of you kind of in a doggy position yeah. too exactly. I, I imagine that's a that will down south. Oh, that's position. a down south position. Yes, down south position is one of one of my favorites. Well, because sometimes I'm lazy in the bedroom. Okay, I just want to just sit for a second. Let's high five on that. <laughs> you understand? So it puts me as a 69 position. So he's up and I'm facing towards his feet, and I can actually give him head. I can massage his penis. I can even lay down on a penis. It doesn't sound he lazy do, giving head. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> it's it's well, okay for April. Yeah. Yeah. April is the giving head month. And so he's in behind me. Actually, he's able to actually access my ass as well as my vagina have a good time okay so having a good time when you're sitting on his face what can you be doing are you licking are you sucking are you just I'm breathing licking, it I'm, in I'm licking I'm sucking um, I'm connecting <laughs> yeah spanking too I, I can do anything I, I can finger her. if we have a toy I can yeah, insert a toy, toy. Um, it's yeah I can weird experience with a bug plug yeah anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> I can give her a massage. It's as long as my hands are free, I can do pretty much anything that I want that I'm allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're in a submissive, I mean a BDSM, I want her to talk to me. So I like to hear, you know. Want me to do that, yeah. baby? <laughs> right. Can you breathe? Deny you some more breath. <laughs> Do you play with that? Do you play with like um, a teasing of denial? Yeah, just a little, just a little. He likes it a little bit more than. I do, so I'm getting myself more comfortable. <laughs> but because all before this, I wasn't into any of this. So as I learned it, I'm like, oh wait, I like this, and I like, and I found I was pulling more layers about me off. And I'm like, okay, oh, I didn't know I liked that. I didn't know I like sitting on his face and went in up his whole face, and he That's loves the it. Good thing about <laughs> sex, once you, it's always a discovery of something new. Mm-hmm. You, whatever you try, it's like, wow, this turns me on. I just realized recently, I like the. My back scratched, the claws, the metal claws. Yeah. Oh. I had that in New Orleans. It felt great. 
<laughs> you were in Nadia in New Orleans. Yes. Nadia Nolens. Yes. Now, is that like the wildest party on earth? Oh my gosh. It wasn't the wildest. We've been in but it was wild. It was very the the whole experience was amazing. The people and the connections that we built from there. We're still friends with these people. Like we're in our Facebook inboxing in this morning saying somebody's going to Australia, somebody else. So we're, you know, we're all still connected. And it's basically, it's a swingers conference, but it's also just a sex. I mean, conference is not the right word. It's like a music conference. A music conference is just a big party, right? So it's a a swingers party. Yeah, you shut down Bourbon Street. You have your own Mardi Gras parade. It's thousands of people. I need to get down there. I want to shout out Bob as well from Nadia and Nolens because he's a pretty special person not only doing important work in sexuality, but also in anti-oppression, like even through his social media posts. uh, You know, I've been talking about the fact that we're all sex educators. Mm -hmm. So you don't need letters after your name. You don't have to host workshops. If you are providing accurate information and especially anti-oppression information just to your neighbors, if you're doing it on Facebook, guys like Bob are having such a big impact. So mm-hmm. big, big shout out to him and Nadia Very Nolens, and I need to get down there. Yes, 2019, we are going back to, and and we, we it was something new for us because we've been at different conferences all over and it's like, this one was like totally up our element. We felt like home. home, okay. We were sitting nude by the pool, uh, drinking, what, what did we have, the bourbon, what was it, bourbon milkshake? Yeah. It was great. Oh. That sounds deadly as a daytime drink. Oh. Oh my gosh, was Milk amazing. was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the way that they made every the whole experience worth it. They had an awards night. Mm-hmm. They had um, the play. Like you know, you go to certain parties and just play rooms or play room. No, they had a whole play floor, and it was like, and all the rooms were decorated. Could you just jump from room to room? Yes, yes. First time. First time I ever seen a bisexual room for bisexual guys. Oh, great! And I was so I felt so sexual, sexually liberated. I was like, oh my gosh. Good for Bob because yes. let, let me tell you, and I, I know there are other organizers as well, but uh, you're in the lifestyle. Yes. And one thing in the lifestyle that drives me nuts, and I'm going to do an entire episode on this, is the bias against oh, yeah. men being bisexual. Yeah. And this is supposed to be a lifestyle and an environment mm-hmm. that is freeing, empowering, mm-hmm. open-minded. Mm-hmm. And there is a seems to be to me a compulsory bisexuality for women and a banned bisexuality for men and we need to start talking yeah about male bisexuality i agree even with the classes that we've been doing all my uh, we have a class called babies bisexual now what's next and we have bisexual guys that are coming out and they're literally bringing their wives and they're sitting in a class and i'm like this is the first time i felt like so open and they're talking like no i like this too and girls and it's no issue they're happy loving long-lasting relationships and it's no issue and i think that more bisexual men need to come out and say hey this is what i'm doing with my wife or or whoever i'm with exactly and do you, do you think it's different in the black community for oh, black yeah. men to come out i think it's harder i've been bisexual since i was 12. 12 years old. It's so hard seeing that. Wow. Oh, but I've seen the bias when it comes to men versus us. Like us 
in our community, it's either you have to pick. You have to pick if you're straight or if you're gay. There's no in-between, and I think that is so unfair. And I, I even said this in one of our workshops. I feel that a lot of relationships would still be together if they only knew how to communicate and express their feelings, express their desires without any judgment. Because if you're in a relationship, there's no room for judgment. You know, we're one. So it's about love. You can't judge someone you love. Exactly, and there, and that's where compatibility ends. Yeah, exactly. it ends if you're judging mm-hmm. your partner. If you find that's where you're at, uh, I, mean, I think it, there's a good chance. Yeah, yeah, there's a good chance you'll end up at an exactly. impasse. And it, it shouldn't be when I with my husband. I was kind of scared to tell my husband at first because of my past relationships. And then when I told him I was bisexual, he was like, "Oh, that's it." I'm like, wait, you like? <laughs> I thought you had a tail. You know? <laughs> he was like, you like? I Which said, is cool, too. A tail would be fun. It's no problem. <laughs> but then he looked at me was like, well, that's not my golden ticket to threesome. Like, he wasn't with me because I was bisexual. That just made him love me even more because I was able to be sexually free. I didn't, I didn't play it to my advantage, like how some guys were first month in a relationship. So when are we going to have a threesome? Or when gonna when you gonna invite your best friend over? Like I don't. It wasn't like that. I wanted her to discover herself. So it was many times where she went on dates with women. I didn't, you know, I didn't have to be there. So it was more of a bring them home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> her own self discovery. Cause I'm not bisexual, but she's bisexual. So by all means, if I was bi, I would want her to let me discover myself. Right, and and you are in a consensually ethically non-monogamous relationship but you can also be bisexual and be in a monogamous monogamous relationship relationship. exactly it is possible (laughs) yeah exactly you don't have to be doing everything Mm -hmm. at every time and it doesn't mean that it's a phase sometimes for bisexual people let's say you end up with somebody of the opposite sex people think okay you landed on being straight Mm -hmm. but your identity is your identity you're always bisexual exactly and my whole thing is a person doesn't make you bisexual is yourself how do i feel about this person how do i like i admire females i tell people all the time i'm just like a dude i see a female i'm like oh like i'll i'll he'll be all the way over i'm like babe and we'll look at each other we'll look at the female together but you know it's your your way of connecting with females it's not always sexual and i think that's where people have that misunderstanding like oh because you're because I have threesomes, I'm bisexual. No, you know, that's not, that doesn't make you, just because you're sleeping with a female bisexual, is your whole, how do you feel, you know? And I think the misconception of that, that's why a lot of guys get into the lifestyle because, or get into having threesomes because they're like, oh, I can get more pussy. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's not the case. Because if your female left you, she's still going to be bisexual with or without you. Right, right. If she's really true to that. And a lot of guys don't get that part that the, it's not about you, it's about her and her bisexuality. So if you're not invited to play sometimes, that's all right because it's more on her experience. But you want to make sure that the couple connect and make sure they build rules for their relationship, which is communication. Right. So we build not what works for us may not work for the next person. So you build the rules for what works for you. Now, rules are always able to be changed, but you start off at a ground point so you can work your way up to where we at now. <laughs> and it seems like you're in a good place. You've been married for, is it 13? 14, 14, 14 years. years. 14 years. 
And you know what? Our story is funny because we met March 16th. He proposed April 20th, and we got married June 19th of the same year. And we've been married for 14 years. Three years later. <laughs> I get goosebumps because I love love. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, you seem like you obviously have a nice dynamic. I, I need to take us back to face sitting. Yes, <laughs> let's uh, go. So I'm thinking about something you said, which is that they will go on stage and sometimes be wearing clothes. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking that if you like the feeling of smothering, mm -hmm. the power of being on top, mm -hmm. but you're not quite ready to strip mm -hmm. down, that could be your first step. Exactly. Is to do it in clothes or in underwear. Because I, I think are, are a lot yeah. of people... Um, self-conscious I would think that I would be worried you said you love the smell and I love him I love a person who says that I was gonna say a man but anybody who sleeps with women who says that who really just enjoys the nature of the body but I think a lot of us would feel I, I could say I would feel self-conscious I want to make sure I like showered first and all that you want to you want to make sure you wash everything everything oh okay so we said the first step was trust but it's really a shower exactly exactly I trust that you took a shower <laughs> but some people don't mind, right? Mm -hmm. I've met people who are like, I like when it's been a minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I've heard that from people of all genders with all types of oral. Mm -hmm. um, now, I think it depends what you've been doing all day. Yeah. Well, yeah. Somebody we know, he likes to go ahead and work out, and after you work out, I want to smell you. Yeah. I mean, I like the, the pheromones and the scent, and it's like a... When Twilight came out, I said she's my favorite. What, what was that line? My favorite brand of heroin. Yeah, you're my Yeah, I was like, Ugh. My, my favorite brand of heroin. Uh -huh. You're my favorite. What was it? My favorite scent? Or it was like, something like that. Like it was, um, it was, when he said it, it was like, where did oh that my come God. from? Well, sm smells? No, you're my personal brand. That's what he said. Yeah, personal oh, brand. I like your personal brand. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that smells can be uh, really not just physically arousing, but emotionally. Oh, oh gosh. Right? When yes. you smell something you love or smell something that even is upsetting, people yeah. will walk past somebody and not remember a scent from their childhood, mm -hmm. but react to it. Exactly. Subconsciously, they'll say something doesn't feel right right because now. Because we're all connected eyes, ears, nose. We learned this back when we were little, our five senses. Head so, and yeah, Exactly. So you, so you learn this and you grow up with, I think it's a point of people connecting with it. And once you connect with your senses, it's like, mm, that smell just aroused me. Or, mm, I remember that set. My mom used to wear that set. Or, you know, I see something, I'm like, oh, that color is so beautiful. You know, and it's just the way of connection. This is how I, this is how our inner works, you know, our intimacy. That's how you build that up because you I like smelling him. I like eye so connection. I like his underarms. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, oh that's, so, so how do you get over that self-consciousness if you're worried about not, not just smell, but just, we, you know, not, most of us are not raised to be like, I have a beautiful butthole. I have beautiful labia. Uh, that's not the message we were sent. Yeah. And we need to you have that confidence. Yo, it's all about you. When you walk into the bedroom, no matter if you're a female, male, trans, I don't care who you are. When you walk into the bedroom, you are the shit right then and there. You want to say, ain't nobody passing you because it's but only no you. Shit. No shit, though. No <laughs> shit, though. <laughs> but but it's, exactly. But it's only you and your mate, and you are the stripper right then. Turn on. No one else is judging you. Who the fuck cares? They're not in a room with you. So if it's you and your mate at that very 
second. You turn out that pole. You turn out that looks. You make. You put that lingerie on. You know you're going to scrub and do whatever you need to do to make sure that you feel comfortable. So when you get in front of that stage, because your bedroom is the stage, you put on that show for your for your mate. Because that's what he loves. That's what he needs. That's what he wants. Right. Us guys, we're more visual. So... Put on some yeah. Put on some leather. Put on some boots. Put on some chaps or something. I Make feel it. like just a pair of heels. Yeah. Like you don't even need heels. to buy a thing. Yeah, you don't have to buy nothing. Even have your hair a different way. You know, something different. Color your hair. Do something. Like, just something different. Put your hair up. She has on. Uh, she had these spike heels. Oh yeah. Like it was such a turn on. It was um. Mm. <laughs> That's the Love third. Hmm. Yeah, we've gotten just from this flashbacks. guy. The, just the heels. It was well. Spikes were about probably yeah. about that big. And it had spikes that were yeah. coming out on the sides of the shoes. Okay. And so every time I wore them, if I like one time he came in the room and I had <laughs> I had my legs up on the wall with the spikes like pointed up. He's like. <sighs> <laughs> he just jumped in the bed. Visual creature. I love. I love to see. And plus, I'm a graphic designer, so I love to see visual stuff. I'm a artsy fartsy type of person. Okay. Okay. So, so if we're brand new yeah. to face sitting, what's the best way to start? Like, what's the best position to start with? And I know it varies from body to body. Exactly. I would say up north. Up north is the best position to start. So you sit on their face forward, facing their the top of their head. Yes. And some people will be better on their knees. Yes. Some people can actually squat. Yes. In a froggy position. Do you sometimes put your hands under their butt to hold them up? That would be yeah. the froggy position. The froggy position, he's able to, or he or she is able to kind of support them and use their... Um, their hands as shocks right. for their um, quads. So it's all about the support of anything. As long as the person has their hands free, you can do as please, as whatever you please. And then also the guy's chest right here, it holds your butt a little bit. It gives you that little cushion. You're assuming my butt is that big. No. <laughs> I wish. I, I mean, I did some squats, but... I would just say it, it, it holds. If you're trying to sit on the face right here, you have that, that little space that will hold. So you, you'll be A-OK. -okay. And like, like he always says, he's a grown-ass man. He can handle it. Yeah, yeah. I die, I die. <laughs> Let I me die, tell you, I'm totally not worried about killing Brandon. <laughs> I, I feel like Brandon would just flick me off of him. <laughs> With his, like, I, I feel like he's so much bigger than me that he'd just throw me across the room. And, I mean, but I think he would, I would, I really think he would like the down south position for you. Okay. And the queening. Queening, queening is more, queening is a little bit more advanced. You're actually sitting on a person's face like a chair. Okay. So um, we suggest you sit on the edge of, the person sits on the edge of the bed while you stand up above them and just sit down. Matter of fact, you know what? I can give you a visual. I know the audience can't see it, but would you like to see it? I, I would, but after. Okay. Just because no they'll, they'll have to wait. So okay. you lie on the bed with your head at the edge. Yeah. The other oh, no, person the other person <laughs> walks up uh -huh. and, oh, I really like that, and sits yeah. on. Yeah. Okay, so this is, a, like, you use this for oral. I yeah. mean, face-sitting is a form of oral. Oral. That's, that's but what really appeals to me about it is is the power. The feel like I can imagine actually liking being the bottom of being smothered, because I like the loss of control. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We, we're yeah, yeah. You, you know what it is? I feel like I have to control so much in my life. I'm always on the microphone. I'm always on stage. I'm always 
being mindful of what I'm saying. Are but you a Capricorn? Uh, no, I'm a, I'm an Aquarius. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So aren't we people pleasers? I'm a Sag, Capricorn, Aquarius. Wow, right back to each other. I really don't know what any of that means. <laughs> <laughs> I know there was a session at Sex Down South on astro sexology yeah. sexuality I, I should have paid paid more attention i don't even know anything about <laughs> about my sign uh, i think i'm on the cusp too yeah uh, of aquarian and uh, pisces maybe yeah yeah, yeah that's the next sign yeah. after yeah. okay yeah so so we have that in common mm-hmm. like i like that loss of control because I think it's the same reason, and people might judge me for this, but I like a glass of wine because mm-hmm. it just cuts the edge because I'm always being mm-hmm. mindful of what I'm saying um, for a couple of reasons. One, I know people are listening to me, mm-hmm. right? Like I've been in the bar late at night. I'll never forget this. Was, I think it was my birthday and we're at the club and I guess I made a joke. Um, somebody said something about going home and I made a joke about, oh, no, no, I'd pick sleep over sex any day. Uh-huh. Okay? So that's all I said. I'm going <laughs> to choose sleep over. Oh, it's was, it was my birthday. I had a drink or two. And I remember like a year later, this couple said to me, or I, I think the guy said, well, you're the one who told her that she should always choose sleep over sex. And I'm thinking, when did I ever when say I ever that? Say that. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, you're at the bar at your birthday. I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to be so careful what I say. Because people take it. Yeah, although that. I don't. Like, that's my choice. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who needs to let go. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why in bed, mm-hmm. to circle back, uh, I do like the loss of control. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why people think I'm dominant, fully dominant in the bedroom, but I actually like to give that to him and let him do whatever <laughs> like ahead because it's my it's my sense of I'm I'm dominating when it comes to my kids dominating when it comes to work I'm a very I'm a travel agent so I'm, and I do things you know a lot <laughs> okay I'm always in control I'm always in control of the numbers and stuff like that I love numbers it's just something about it but um I'm so dominant so in a bedroom I'm actually want to just chill for a second and just be here baby take full control and I don't have to worry about how I'm going to suck his dick and I just you know like how am I going to sit properly he like turn over and I like yes you know (laughs) he gets bossy well it's it's another interesting thing in relationships I think because you 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 talk more Mm -hmm. and your voice is louder Mm -hmm. people also assume that you're dominating in the relationship and that's fascinating because I see a lot of relationships behind closed doors and oftentimes it's the quiet ones the people just make (laughs) the bottom line is you can make no assumptions I'm her ying to her yang there you go he's he's a quiet one and and people they always say they don't know how to take my husband because he's always quiet but once he gets to know you he'll crack jokes and he becomes the funny one. Oh, i can't wait for him to make me laugh exactly. <laughs> <laughs> i'm totally kidding, yes. totally kidding. <laughs> they got you harder <laughs> but yeah okay so we've got the up north position uh-huh. where you face toward the, mm-hmm. the tip of their head we've got the queening position where you basically sit like a chair um what else we have the down south position and then so we'll down south, one more. down south, you're on their face, but you're facing their feet. Yeah. Okay. Now we have one more. Bend that ass over. Oh. That. Yeah. Yes. She's laying across the bed um, or table. Now. Okay. And she's spread across the bed, and I'm able to actually put my face into her ass. So she's lying on her stomach. Yeah, on her yeah. stomach. And you kind of crawl in and make her sit on you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is, it kind of leads to, which is face sitting 202, which is coming soon, yeah, that's to the right, goddess yeah. position. 
Okay, one second. Are you when you crawl under her butt? Uh-huh. Are you on your back or your front? I'm on my um, on my knees. On your knees. Okay, so you're going forward. Yeah, going. So you're forward. like climbing into the cave. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and I like she's that. She's able to reach behind and. Okay, and then what's the goddess? The goddess is literally, I'm on my knees, and I'm kind of like resting on my knees, and she's going to actually put her whole weight on my face, her whole ass on my face. That's 2.0. Hang on, so you're on your knees on the bed? No, on the floor. On the floor, okay, and so your head is next to the bed? Yeah, and And she's able to kind of lean back and sit. sit. Okay, I, I'm not sure like I have a, the full visual, but I, what I like, like a recli- not a reclining is, chair, like a how would I describe it? The, I think he would be down on his knees, and the bed would be right here. Okay, so his head is back like. Oh, okay, that. so you're on and your knees, I, and your head is back on the bed, yes. and then she just sits on that face. Yes. yes. So what I like about all of this is that there is no one way to do it. No, there's many ways. You need safety and trust and communication. But the fact that this is just a podcast and there's no video, although I'm sure there's videos you can can definitely (laughs) go watch some videos and learn more at dvpassion.com. But I like that people can use this as inspiration to to experiment because you can't screw it up. Yeah. Like you're not going to, we joke, but you're not going to kill someone. You're not gonna, exactly. Like, That's a joke. Mm-hmm. And it's, but it's not realistic. You, you have control over what you do. You know, you have a ways that you can set up. You have, that's why the positions we um, offer is flexible for everyone. You like you, the older people. Like we have, younger, younger, doesn't it matter. doesn't matter what and different age shapes you are. and sizes. Yes. Because I think that there are people. I know Luna Matadas also teaches something mm-hmm. on face sitting, and I think that you know I'm little, so people might say, "Oh, no problem, sit on my face." Mm-hmm. But if you're bigger than me, you could be much better at it too. Exactly. Right. We have this notion that like, oh, come on, no one's going to actually suffocate you. I'm not yeah. saying that you don't have to practice safety first. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, that's more, I think, part of the thrill. I know uh, the threat. It's a whole market of BBW face sitting and smothering, and it's it's big. Um, people are um, into um, plus size women sitting on their the face. faces. So, oh I yeah, mean, that's we know true. Goddess Nautica, she. Oh, that's my bull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Goddess Nautica, she has videos of her sitting on different guys' faces. Yeah. But it's 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 out there. People like it. Oh, people are into everything. I, there's yeah. a hu- guy named the Human Carpet in Edmonton who uh-huh. likes you to walk on his body with stilettos. So I've stepped, Traveling. yeah, I've stepped right on his uh, scrotal sack. <gasps> yeah, and I, I felt so bad. I had someone kind of holding my hand. I'm like, and of course I wear heels. You know I wear uh-huh. heels. I'm not in some chunky things. I'm in some serious heels. And he loved it. And so every year when I go back, he's like, Are you gonna walk on me again? And I just don't always have the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's oh really my cool. Gosh. No, no, no. But man, you people ask how face sitting started. It started in Chicago at Exotica. We were teaching there, and this guy was walking around with a sign says "Sit on my face," and he comes up to me, and I'm going all the way on the other side dancing and stuff. He's like, "Can you please sit on my face?" I'm like, "Who are you?" And so he was with his girlfriend, and his girlfriend was on a leech, and she had a wrap on. She's like, "Can you please, please sit on his face? He would love that." I'm like, "Okay, let me go find my husband, you know, to let him know that I'm sitting on your face, you know." And he's like, "Okay," and he followed me, like, uh, like just followed me to go get him, and was like, "Can I please have her sit on my face?" He was like. 
Go ahead. Well, it's I'll up watch. to her. And then we we sat on a um, stool, like it was a bench, not too far. And he said, and he was like, he laid down. He was like, just smother me. I'm like, okay. And so I sat down, and I'm looking, and I'm looking at his reaction. And his face is getting red, and he's like enjoying it. And his wife was taking, or girlfriend was taking pictures of us as I was doing it. And I we got home, and we saw the pictures that he took, and I'm like. Babe, hold up. <laughs> we need to study this. Hold on. No one is doing this. We need to really study it. Like, people are doing it, but to the magnitude I wanted to do it, I was like, we need to study this thing, and we started studying. So face-sitting was an accidental discovery. It was an It was a hiccup. I, I, I love that. I love that. Well, I, I really appreciate this discussion. I appreciate you taking the time. Folks, you can go learn more at dvpassion.com. They are really all over the states and, and a bit in Canada teaching Face Sitting 101 and coming soon, Face Sitting 202. 202. Oh, good. I was going to say 201. So be sure to check them out and follow along. We'll post their contact information. Thank you so much for thank being you here. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. And thank you to you for listening. Thanks to At Desire Resorts. Folks, wherever you're at, have a wonderful week. We'll be back next week, every Friday morning at 9 a.m. with a new episode. Have a great one. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life. Improve your life.